It's time for Gene Shepard, author, raconteur, and commentator of the contemporary scene. Here's Gene. They say that the cars are going to be named after ancient Greek gods. You know, for a while we went through the animal bit. You've got a cougar, right? You know, we went through the... You know, I, I, they, they ignored some really interesting animals. Uh, can't you just see the uh, Olds badger? Or uh, the Olds uh, groundhog? Uh, <laughs> but uh, uh, <laughs> I've known a few that acted like that. However... Uh, they are uh, going to name cars after uh, great uh, characters out of mythology. Uh, for example, the Osiris II. That'd be an exciting car. The Osiris II. You know who Osiris was, right? How about the Ra 270 SS? Well, you know, I mean, we're rapidly switching to paganism here in this country. Why not, you know? It's not really paganism. It's a... Mo it's a... It's multi-theism, really. It's a polytheism, poly-polytheism. And uh, how about the Sharon Mobile? Eight SS sports sedan. Just you know, these these are all. Uh, this is all in the works. And by the way, speaking of the works, I just got back from a fantastic trip, which I took to uh, parts of the country that are never seen, even on Charles Kuralt. Uh, I mean, parts of the parts of the country that just don't get on television, and it was done as a uh, as a bicentennial assignment for a magazine. 
that I write for, namely Car and Driver. And uh, the trip includes uh, the Upper Peninsula of Michigan. Now, you have never seen a canon episode set in the Upper Peninsula of Michigan, which, by the way, is called to the people of Michigan, it's called the UP. About the first three times you hear somebody say, uh, yeah, you know, uh, uh, he's up in the UP. You figure, you know, somebody's got a job with a wire service. But uh, actually, the UP is the Upper Peninsula up there. And uh, up through the Straits of Mackinac, uh, uh, through uh, exotic parts of the world, as Sault Ste. Marie, Mackinac City. That's a great... You know that the, the Mackinac, of course, you know the term Mackinac. What do you think the Mackinac is named after? What? An Indian. Yeah, but the, the, the jacket. <laughs> I mean, yeah, have you ever heard of a Mackinac jacket? All right. It's named after that town. They made them there. And they made them for the for the uh, lumbermen. That was that's big lumber country. See, and they made them. It was especially made for lumbermen, and it was called the Mackinac or the Mackinac jacket. And uh, now it's become a generic term. You see, it's like if you if you turned out a uh, let's say if you turned out a tennis shoe called the Trenton tennis shoe. You know, made for people who couldn't play anything. Uh, well, actually, yes. And eventually, they begin to ter use the term as a generic term, like Trenton. He's wearing a Trenton. You know, and eventually they would forget even about the town of Trenton. And uh, then later on, people would be surprised. You mean Trenton had something to do with those terrible shoes? You'd say, yes, that's true. But as you go on up through the northern straits of uh, Michigan, up where Lake Michigan, Lake Superior, and Lake Huron all come together, that is some of the wildest, uh, spectacular, meanest, exciting country in America up there. And it just, just a phrase, you know, just say it to you. I'm uh, going to the Straits of Mackinac. I mean, that sounds like uh, I'm going to spend two weeks in uh, in uh, El Guitar, or I'm taking uh, I'm taking my two weeks in uh, in the Khartoum this year. <laughs> you and General Gordon, probably the same thing happened to you there that happened to Gordon. But uh, nevertheless, uh, you know what happened to General Gordon, don't you? Well, you remember. That was a, an earlier incarnation of Charles Heston. Charlton's Heston. Oh, yes, that Gordon, of course. That was Charlton Heston in an earlier life. That was before he discovered earthquakes and all that stuff. And uh, he was involved in other kinds of catastrophes. <laughs> but uh, nevertheless, uh, I went up uh, through the straits. I just got back, you see. I'm still full of it. Went up through the straits of Mackinac, through uh, the Upper Peninsula, through the North Woods of Wisconsin. By the way, you, uh, one thing I might tell you about the North Woods of Wisconsin. Do you know that at one point, the Northern Woods of Wisconsin were the Chicago Gangsters' playground? That's where they took their vacations. You know, you got to realize that the average gang leader, I'm, I'm talking about the real outlaw gangs, I'm not talking about the mafia, which is a different thing. I'm talking about the, you know, the Bonnie and Clyde types, the uh, Dillinger types, and Pretty Boy Floyd and these guys. They're typical lower middle class people, and they would take two weeks off from, uh, you know, their regular vacation. They take two weeks off from uh, knocking over banks, and where did they go? Well, Upper Wisconsin. And, in fact, there was a famous incident with Dillinger where he shot it out with the feds at a resort in the, in the Wisconsin woods. And, by the way, that resort is one of the great tourist attractions. His cabin is still there with the bullet holes. 
all over the uh, cabinets and stuff like that. It was this window the pretty boy Floyd went out of uh, during the big uh, hullabaloo. And uh, here's where Dillinger actually hid down here next to the refrigerator and uh, shot it out with, uh, who was the great G-man? Come on, Melvin Purvis. Now, how's that for a great American name, Melvin Purvis? I mean, he sounds like a guy that comes right out of Keokuk, right? And uh, Melvin Purvis was the great nemesis of John Dillinger. And uh, they fought it out right there in, in the north woods of Wisconsin. Well, then as you go straight across Wisconsin, if you've got a map, take a look at it. You go straight across Wisconsin, all these great towns like Rhinelander. There's a lot of German people live up in that area. And the food is Germanic. It's a curious Germanic quality. The Rhinelander, Wisconsin, and Indians. It's a combination, if you can imagine, a, an unbelievable combination of uh, Prussian German and Ojibwe Indian. You got the wild combination up there. And so, as you drive up through that area, then you slowly sneak over into Wisconsin. You go through Wisconsin, or others, into Minnesota, northern Minnesota. Now, up in that area, there are great places like International Falls. Now, have you ever heard of International Falls? Well, the most, most that everybody hears about International Falls is that every year, that's the coldest spot in the nation. I was saying, today's record low was International Falls, Minnesota, 120 below. Well, International Falls is rough. Their summer consists of a faint thaw. Just a, just a suggestion of a thaw. Now, it doesn't actually thaw. It is, it is very common for uh, July 4th to be celebrated amid the snowdrifts in International Falls. And then as you drift down slowly south, uh, skirting Minneapolis, and then head west out to the state of South Dakota, and uh, it's a fantastic trip. And uh, you, see, you see in America that, that you just don't ever see on television, and uh, you hear things and... and uh, feel things and smell things you just don't uh, you just don't see on TV and then then I went out through uh, that that great area now now let's 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 give you a little quiz uh, you as a person living here in New York or Jersey what do you think of South Dakota where is South Dakota well all right now just to, before you blat it off is South Dakota in uh, is it in the south? Is it in the Midwest? Is it in the West? Is it in the East? Well, everything is relative. To the Easterner, uh, the Easterner tends to call Cincinnati the Midwest. Nothing could be further from the truth, buddy. <laughs> the, the Cincinnati is as east to a person in the Midwest is, let's say, as a, the Grand Canyon is west to a guy living in uh, Trenton. In short, I'm saying that, that uh, our, our idea of geography is very curious here in the east. And do you know that it, the guys living in, the, uh, in uh, South Dakota amid great cattle ranches wearing uh, high-heeled cowboy boots and great 10-gallon hats and driving pickup trucks uh, covered with dust and uh, with steer horns on the uh, on the hoods. You know where they think they are? The Midwest. 
Yeah, they'll say the Midwest. It's eerie. And uh, and people in Chicago, of course, uh, consider themselves in the Midwest. But they really don't. You see, in Chicago, they consider themselves as part of a thing called Chicagoland. Well, there is a is a point there. Don't don't laugh at it, because you see, Chicago is really a larger city than New York. Yes, uh, I'm talking about in fact, de facto rather than uh, legal. In short, uh, New York City has a larger population because New York, you see, includes all the boroughs and everything in it. Uh, New York City. It has Queens and it has uh, Staten Island and so on. If Chicago included its boroughs, and they are truly boroughs of Chicago, that city would have probably 50 million people in it. It's a fact. Yeah, but Chicagoland. You, you begin to enter Chicagoland roughly the center of Iowa. It's like one long, slowly developing city until eventually when you're when you're at the border of Iowa when you're going into Illinois you are well into Chicago land and uh, anyway nevertheless that's that's considered Chicago land by the people out there when they when they talk about the Midwest if you say to a guy in Chicago hey uh well, are you taking your vacation in the Midwest he'll say yeah that means he's going out to western Iowa <laughs> he doesn't think of Chicago as that and so he said, "Yeah, Chicago land. That's that's what that is." But uh, it was a fantastic trip. And if you if you really want to uh, hear about a part of the country that uh, most people just haven't visited, uh, sure, a lot of people in that area have probably been up through the Straits of Mackinac and up through the northern uh, Wisconsin area and through the Upper Peninsula and uh, through uh, a lot of other the areas that that uh, this trip covered. It's a commonplace, but the people, most Easterners, when they take a trip, they they hurry to Miami, or uh, you know that's a trip. Uh, they will then, uh, if they're really going to do it, they'll go to uh, they'll go out to uh, Grand Canyon, and then they'll uh, hurry out to Disneyland. That's called the big trip. I I sure seen America, uh, but uh, <laughs> uh, it's all fantasy in a yard wide. But when you get out into places like uh, like Council Bluffs, by the way, isn't that an exciting name? Council Bluffs. And it is that, by the way. It's an Indian country. And, uh, why do they call it Council Bluffs? That's a quiz. Council. What does council mean? It's a meeting, right? Well, what meeting was held there? What? The International Order of Moose met there? What? What is this? No, 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 that's a lodge. Uh, Council Bluffs. What happened at Council Bluffs? Why is Starved Rock, Illinois called Starved Rock? Who starved there? And what rock is it? Oh, it's very intriguing. Why do they call the Fox River the Fox River? Were there foxes around there? No. No, nothing to do with foxes. I'll give you a clue. That was named after the Fox Indians, which is an Indian tribe. Yes, Fox, F-O-X. Correct. The Fox Indians. What happened at Spirit Lake? 
a great American, and it was an American, great American tragedy occurred at Spirit Lake. And where is Spirit Lake? You thought you knew something about your, your, uh, your country, right? Okay, now, okay, all right, gang, uh, all of you think you know everything. Uh, what, what, you say you don't know what happened at Spirit Lake. You don't even know where Spirit Lake is. That's sad. You know, I don't think we learn much history in our schools. I'm really very serious about it. I think we learn dates. I can remember endless dates being told to me. In fact, you had to memorize those damn dates. Ever since that time, I've had a mental block against dates, and I can't even remember what date it is on the day that I'm walking around. I mean, thanks to Miss Robinette. I, I mean, she had dates, I'll tell you, she had them tattooed on her ear. Dates. I could remember dates. Listen, I knew more about, for example, the Whiskey Rebellion. Quick. What dates? The War of the Roses. Quick. Henry V and all that. Agincourt, quick. Dates. Dates. Let's get down to history. What does the word pipestone mean to you? Well, I'm going to give you a clue. The word, all right, I'll give you a clue. It is related to the word calumet. Now, what does the word calumet mean? Now, you see calumet baking powder? Is that what you think it means? Well, you don't think that. Well, what the hell do you think? What does calumet mean? What does the word calumet mean? It does not have anything to do with horses walking around. So you blew that one. Oh, you're talking about Whirlaway and all that, huh? Calumet Farms. Well, <laughs> that's a nice try, man. I can see where your OTB head is. But uh, let's uh, let's let's get with the let's get with reality here. What does the word calumet mean? All right. What does the word Chicago mean? It doesn't mean this big city where Mayor Daly walks around and yells. What is the, what does the word mean? All right. I'll give you a little information on that. Calumet. Now, and they're closely connected, incidentally. I was born and and uh, raised in the Calumet region. Now, has it ever occurred to you that these states that we've got have names that have meanings? Why is Indiana called Indiana? Right. All them Indians, huh? Ah, you got that one. By George, your head is really working now. Okay. Uh, why is Iowa called Iowa? You just think they figured, oh, it's a nice state. I think it's uh, Iowa. That fits it. No way. <laughs> What does Minnesota mean? Does it mean place where Swedes go? Minnesota. Well, it's related to the word Minnetonka. Minnetonka. The word that's key there is mini. What does mini mean? No, it does not. Not in the language we're speaking here. It's two ends. Minnetonka. Minnesota. Does the name Hiawatha mean anything to you? Where did Hiawatha operate? The land of the great still blue waters, correct? Okay. 
Now you're coming along. Now let's talk about uh, let's talk about a calumet. Now let's get back to the uh, to the to the thing. What does calumet mean? It's related to pipestone. Okay. What does? Well, all right. I'll give you a clue on that. I'll give you the answer on that. Calumet relate is is an Indian word, which. It has many meanings, but the most common meaning relates to a ceremonial pipe, a calumet. It also, though, can be used as as a, as a word which describes a gathering of and a meeting of, like like a like a peace gathering or a war gathering. But the, the a calumet pipe, the pipe itself is a is a very very deeply symbolic thing to the Indians who were here at the time of our bicentennial. And they were around doing their Indian thing at the time, too, remember. And uh, the, the, uh, the calumet was highly symbolic in their life. Now, why was it? Aha! Now we're getting into something. There was a reason for that. To begin with, uh, uh, it was a way of communing with the ancestors. In short, the smoke of tobacco, the smoke of tobacco was a carrier of messages to the spirit world. How do you like them apples, gang? And, uh, no, wait a minute now, there's some, some, a lot of, lot of logic involved in this. The actual pipe itself, however, was very, very important to the Indian. The bowl of the pipe, what was it made of? Correct, it was made of stone. But what kind of stone? Not just any stone, oh no. It was a specific type of stone. And the Indians had made of this stone and the area where this stone came from, a deeply and totally religious place. Uh, why that particular stone? Now, where is this place? How do you like that? You see, if you, if you travel in America, to certain parts of America, you'll see things that most people just simply don't see. Now, uh, as you go on up, what is a pasty? How do you like that one? You think it has to do with the Fifi La Boom Boom, huh? All right, and getting raided and all that stuff, and getting hauled away in a wagon? No, uh, this is a, a pasty. <laughs> if you drive through a certain part of America, and all along the roads, you'll see big signs. Pasty. Here, hot pasties. What is a pasty? In what part of the country is this found? Just like here, you know, when you drive up and down the streets of Jersey, any place, pizza, everywhere you look, right? Well, this has the same uh, universality in that part of the country, and it's, you, you, it's a thing that you drive along and you stop and you get these pasties. What are they? And what nationality do they come from? That's interesting, because you see, the pizza is uh, ostensibly Italian, right? Although they don't have much in the way of pizza 
in Italy. They had a lot of it around Lido, you know, Lido Beach and places like, uh, <laughs> you know, <laughs> South Plainfield and so on. But uh, you don't find much of it around Milan, though, I can tell you that. Having been over there, they, they're fascinated, by the way. Many an Italian from Italy, you know, comes over here to try to pizza. Uh, so uh, what the pizza, of course, is Italian were for pie. But pasty is what, what nationality? See, our country is made up of this fantastic crowd of nationalities. And, uh, and they, they, in a sense, kind of uh, uh, saturate the area where they are. Now, I'll ask you another question here that uh, relates. What does the word Detroit mean? It does have a meaning. Yes, it does. No, it's not just a city. What is the, me- the word? What does it mean? Uh, what does... Uh, I'll give you uh, a few others of that type. Uh, what, wh- why is Dubuque called Dubuque? What was Dubuque? Who was Dubuque? Was that an early automobile? All right. There was a Dubuque, incidentally, in case you're curious. Uh, what, uh, what, uh, speaking of, of uh, what, what was Bay City, Michigan known for? I'll give you a clue on that one. It was the city where the first American automobile was made. And what was it called? It was not the Ford. This was well before Mr. Ford got into the field. In fact, one of the reasons why Ford... All right. uh, Why why did Ford uh, choose Detroit as his... You know, of course, he grew up in the area. But why was that area the area where all the automobiles were made in America. Why not say, for argument's sake, Hattiesburg, Mississippi? Why not uh, Queens? And did you know that there was at one time an automobile built in Queens? That is correct. What was the name of that automobile? In fact, this will this will blow your your geezer. Do you know that that uh, that the car that was made in New York City, there was a car made in New York City within the city limits of New York, that was such a fantastic automobile. It is now on display at the Smithsonian Institution as one of the great cars ever made. And what was it called? It had a, it had a hyphenated name. I'll give you that uh, little hint there. Like the uh, like the. Uh, the Bayless Murgatroyd, something like that. <laughs> but uh, these are all part of America, you know. And uh, and if you if you uh, if you if you go up into uh, places like uh, like Detroit and you you move further north, you begin to see a whole un, kind of an unreading. All right, let's take other towns. What was Gary named after? Gary, Indiana. You know, Gary, Indiana. Da, 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 you know that. Song, which, by the way, is the, is the, is the worst uh, town to consider in a bucolic musical. Gary, Indiana, is is a tough, is such a tough town that it makes uh, Newark on a Saturday night look a little bit like Palm Beach. Oh, it's a tough town. Now, what what is Gary, Indiana, though? Who is it named after? Who? You notice I said who? You don't know anything, do you guys? Not a damn thing. You don't even know how Chicago got its name. I suppose you don't even know that New York was... Where did it get its name? That's correct. It was named after an English town. (laughs) It was New York. 
<laughs> as opposed to old York. Now, uh, what about uh, what about Gary? What about Chicago? I mean, I know this is all boring to all of you, but uh, to me, it's uh, it's uh, intriguing. I don't know why it intrigues me, but it does. Uh, let's take uh, let's take a town like uh, Sioux Sioux City. You know, Sioux City Sioux. Why did they call it Sioux City? Why? Did they just like that name? They say, hey, it's kind of a groovy name. We've got this song named Sioux City Sioux. Why not name the town that way, huh? Why? Well, it should be pretty obvious. That was the area that was the headquarters, in fact, the, the chief homeland of the Sioux Indians. Sioux, you know, with the X. Sioux City Sioux. Now, uh, what river uh, was considered by the early travelers as they moved west, what river was considered the actual dividing line between the east and the west? No, not the Mississippi. You're wrong right there for starters, no. When you were traveling west and you reached this river, you knew that you had reached the west. And from here on in, you were in the west. And by the way, very dangerous territory. What was that river? Was it the was it the Mississippi? No. Was it the uh, was it the uh, no? There were a lot of big rivers that flowed out in that area. Was it the uh, Minnesota River? There is a Minnesota, you know. Was it the what was it? Was it the Snake River? No. No, no. What was that river? And where does it flow? And it, I'll tell you, uh, 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 the reason, one of the reasons this river was considered that to be the beginning of the West was that it was the first river, really, that geologically, geologically speaking, was a Western river, which means, in fact, there's a term about this river that the, that the old uh, settlers used. They said it, uh, it's, uh, they said it's, uh, it's uh, what, was, what was the term? All right, they said it's uh, they said it's uh, too watery to plow and too thick to drink. The River Platte, isn't that an exciting name? Can't you just see John Wayne plunging down through the River Platte on his horse with Montgomery Cliff behind him crying? Red River, where is the Red River? Remember that great movie, Red River? Right. What town in Iowa is the big stockyards town? Which town is that? And I mean real stockyards. Thousands of mooing Angus. Angry bulls. America. You've been listening to Gene Shepard, author, raconteur, and commentator on the contemporary scene.